Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the 805 Uncensored Podcast, a podcast about uh, leftist politics, music, spirituality, and more. Uh, Join with me, as always, is our co-host, Heather Schmidt, and we also have Erica from the Cocktails and Capitalism Podcast, so thank you so much for being here. And we've got Tony. He was on here a really long time ago, so if you're a long-time listener, you may remember him, but if not, I would not blame you. But he's brilliant, and thank you both so so much for being here. Glad to be back. Hell yeah, excited. <laughs> so tonight we're pretty much going to be talking all about climate change and a variety of subtopics and kind of just whatever else comes up. So Erica, before um, you joined us, we were just kind of have like a like a general conversation about how like in this era it really sucks to be a kid. And a big aspect of that is because of the material conditions and because of climate change. And so something that I was just thinking about (laughs) is, um, you know, I'm not a parent myself, but I have friends that are parents and even like my friends that are relatively Mm -hmm. like apolitical will come up to me and talk to me about climate change and say like, you know, I, I don't necessarily like regret having my kids, but like, I, if I look back at it, like maybe I, shouldn't have brought my child into this world just because of how destructive um, the ecological conditions are and just really that all the pain and suffering that goes into growing up nowadays so what do you what do you guys think about that uh i i have really found that that striking because that's you know really getting into um political dialogue that that otherwise like i think people wouldn't necessarily engage in because this is really like just touching people's lives so closely now yeah i, I mean i guess i'll just say that like i think all the time about having a child and about bringing life into this world and um yeah i mean i and then my next thought is god they're going to hate me for doing that <laughs> They're going to like resent me so much for bringing them into a, a burning, burning world that is, yeah, that where the economy is becoming more and more hostile and the environment's becoming more and more hostile. Um, so yeah, that's something that weighs really heavily on my heart and my mind and my whole, all of my life decisions. Really, it's it structures all of these things, so it it fucks with me in a big way. <laughs> There's also kind of like a, a, a really uh, kind of punk rock way to like kind of like say that you are here to fight for a better world. Like, it is this idea like I want to make the world a better uh-huh. place, and so like the idea that it is it is it is I never want to feel like it's too bleak for the human race to continue. I feel like that's like really a, a thing. yeah. I think that our perseverance is what makes human beings so great and wonderful, and. Uh, it's really up to us to to beyond what is happening to help forge a reality where like that despite of all those things you can still have like a uh, the, the hope of a of a you know raising a family and having a decent childhood for a kid because I think that it's possible and I I like I think that even in spite of what's happening is I I really do and it might just be pathology on my part on my like part but I think that it like like a 
a better world isn't just possible but inevitable. It's just how long it's going to take is really mm -hmm. all it does. Well, cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Well, even something that I heard about that was just horrific that's directly related to the climate crisis. Uh, so the wildfires in Maui, right? Uh, I heard a story about um, children are being bullied who are, have gone back to school because they're, you know, they're, they're called homeless. They don't have anywhere to go. Mm. Yeah. Oh God. And they're just, they're, they're teased by their classmates and that just inflicts further trauma upon the experience that they just yes. went through with the disaster. So, you know, wildfires is something that I particularly nerd out about and, and scientists have actually said that we're in like a new era of wildfire that's called the pyrocene. Basically, uh, fire behavior now is unlike anything since human beings yeah. have been on this planet. And it's, it's particularly striking, right? That the deadliest wildfire incident in, in U.S. history, and I'm, I'm saying U.S. because Hawaii is part of the U.S., but I know about colonization and all that, et cetera. It's, it's particularly yeah, striking that the deadliest wildfire in U.S. history took place on a tropical island. Yeah. I was going to say, there was a, a storm that came through recently in the Mediterranean called Daniel in Europe, and it was called a metacane by scientists. Are you guys familiar with this term? No. Mm -mm. So it's called a metacane because it takes place in the Mediterranean Sea, and the cane part is because it exhibits characteristics that are consistent with a hurricane. Okay. Mm, wow. And Crazy. So this this typically happens in the Mediterranean like one or two times a year, but um, the conditions are are so warm now that that it's generating superstorms, and so this this Daniel storm um, absolutely uh, devastated Libya catastrophic rainfall um triggered oh, yeah. multiple dams to collapse um somewhere around twenty thousand people are dead now wow yeah yeah and again that's a thing that um important to note that a lot of those dams uh stopped being maintained after the uh after Gaddafi was uh run out of office right right thanks to uh, u.s imperial and then greece is impacted by the same storm before Libya. Uh, it's hit by Daniel like two to three days, and some inches, uh, some parts of Greece received over thirty inches of rainfall in less than a day, which is just unbelievably wow. high amounts of rain. And then this was also following, uh, of course, all their wildfires that they had over the summer, and so there was a bunch of mudslides that we know very well in California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going to take years for villages across Greece to recover. Yeah. Ugh. I was going to say, too, I mean, like, and it also, like, just here locally, like, for us, I don't know if you, Erica, are in Southern California, but. Uh... Central Coast. Central Coast, yes. Yeah, I live, he's, he's 805 in Tour. I'm in Orange County. <laughs> Of a sub a subtropic region, right? Like literally, the climate has changed on us. Like yeah. we know now, we now live in like what was once kind of a Mediterranean style climate is now subtropic. Now we get to deal with rain and humidity. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those ones that's it's. I think that like that's really where 
uh, as bleak it is, is, as it is, again, my psychosis makes me optimistic of it, is that like, it's, it's impossible to ignore, right? Like literally at a point now where anybody who is skeptical of climate change, you can flat out just be like, well, you're fucking wrong or you're a bad faith actor. And like, you can, you don't, anybody who's still listening to like anybody who's skeptic of like trying to help like any kind of environmental reform, you can really just cast aside as not worth listening. It's just now if we can only just get the libs to do that too, we might be somewhere instead of this, this like got to hear both sides bullshit. Cause at this point there's only one side that's correct side. And then the oil industry basically. I mean, I think that people are going to, um, a lot of the people that have bought the fossil fuel propaganda misinformation, I think that they're going to die burning in their homes, um, still thinking that, you know, these are cyclical patterns of the environment and, uh, you know, there's nothing, nothing that humans did or that fossil fuel interested to create this. I mean, that's, but that's my deep cynicism about the fact that, you know, that, the the fossil fuel industry also knows the writing that's on the wall. Like that's why you see like Saudi Arabia is like basically buying the PGA. Oh my gosh! Yeah, don't even get me started on the live tour. The oil's gonna run dry. We need to while we have the opportunity, we need to seize up as many assets as humanly possible now while our money's still worth a damn. So once like we're out of this market, we're already stranglehold mm-hmm. on another market. And like and I think that's one of the other hopes is that is that really everybody who's holding on to. Uh, the the it's i mean it's really just like it's 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 like it's like it's like a lumpen kind of mindset right it's like these people are never going to be convinced no matter what it's just at this point it's i mean it behooves us to just ignore the voices that are that are that are on the other side because at this point like why would you still listen to them right how much does how much how much can one person be wrong before you're like, eh, dude, why am I still letting you flap your gums at me? You <laughs> well, know, like, like you have. Where are these people going to go in places like the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia, you know, Iran, Iraq, yeah. Afghanistan? I mean, they're, 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 go they're already and, like yeah. reaching levels that, that are uninhabitable. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I just think about too, like a lot of these countries, um, in the Middle East, uh, that are wealthy, it's because of the fossil fuel industry, but, they've got millions of, of poor people that are directly impacted by the climate crisis. Yeah. Like where are all the, where are all the climate yeah. uh, refugees going to go? I don't yeah. know. Literally it's kind of at a point where it's, it's going to create a circumstance where uh, I like it's like, it is creating like the inevitability of socialism. Really. If you look at it, like <laughs> it's going to create like a circumstance where you either have to be content with, killing most people which i don't think you know like i said i'm i know that there are people in power that are content with that idea right to yes. get rid of most of the people however i think that like it's one of those ones in theory they can say that in practice it's going to be hard to get people to to go along with that right i think you are kind of at a like i feel like it's a point where like you can't manufacture that level of consent Mm-hmm. to to win it is like almost like it is like a, it's again like it's, it's that i think i've said this once on, on the on this show before is that you know like to have star trek you have to get to mad max i just feel that like you you know you have to 
like it's up again it goes up to it's up to us to how long the mad max phase lasts yeah and for them they would like it to last forever because that's still wealth inequality but for the rest of us i don't think that it's it's again you like it's not viable to just it's it's like at some point it's like there's too many people being disaffected that you have to just end up losing mm-hmm. you know like the numbers just aren't in your favor mm-hmm. yeah mad max world is I mean, they'll fight like hell <laughs> mad max world is anarcho-capitalism yeah really like... mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of talked a little bit about um the role of American imperialism in climate change or some of these disasters that are unfolding. And since we've talked about um, the Lahaina fires, I thought it would be maybe good to go over a few of the um, kind of how, how that was related to American imperialism. Um, You know, we went over there, we basically like (laughs) demanded that, uh, or, we took over the, the islands. We, you know, ousted the local indigenous um, uh, royalty that they were based actually in Lahaina. That was like the the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom, basically, um, that burned. But because there were all of these, you know, American companies that went over there. Um, uh, in, in particular, just a handful of some really, really huge ones that then, you know, kind of redid their whole um, e- ecological system, all of their agriculture and everything, and replace the kind of natural surroundings with invasive grasses and things like that, that then ended up being like hyper prone to burning. Um, you know, so there is just the whole way that we modified the ecosystem in Hawaii set it all up to go up like, you know, like a box of matches, you know? So I feel like that's such an important part of the story to, to tell um, always kind of tracing back to American imperialism and its impacts all around the globe. Your point, Erica, like the, the largest like fuel loads from uh, the fires were from the sugarcane plantations they're just like mm-hmm. abandoned invasive grasses that grew super tall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's such an important point. Exactly. Yeah. It was it like uh, that, uh, it was mainly uh, Samuel Dole, right? The Dole pineapple plantation was yes. the biggest, like, so that's always like the funny tidbit is that you have a fruit synonymous with Hawaii, <laughs> that there is no indigenous word for it. Cause it's not an indigenous plant. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and now, and now, look at the situation now. Like just this morning, I saw an article that said that most people are not going to be able to afford the cost of living after the island is or the area of the island is rebuilt. Most of the people that were there prior to the fire, and it's you know, I, I mean, I don't really see I anyone stepping up to really do anything about that Mm. um or to prevent to prevent that you know i mean you have all these uh i don't know what are they they called venture capitalists private equity investors that are just kind of like chomping at the bit to get out there with their with their suitcases of cash and that's not and that's not a hyperbole i mean before covid you had um all these 
uh, investors showing up uh, all over the country because uh, they could see the the housing situation even before like the last few years and they would show up with suitcases full of cash and they're just ready to do that um, out on Maui and I just I don't see anyone with the uh, the strength and leadership to to stop that you know mm-hmm. um, and actually I uh, what you guys were talking about um, about how uh, you know with climate you know at some point you know the people are gonna burn in their homes not believing in it right but mm-hmm. I think that the real problem the real problem we have with climate change right now is that there are a lot of people who believe in climate change right believe it's real um, but they don't have the balls still to say no to to the oil companies yeah or they're- um, or they think that they're going to be immune from it. You know, that's why I said you have so many yeah. billionaires that are trying to go to space is that they think they're going to be, yeah. you Seven. know, yeah. The Ocean Gate or look at, or, wants to send like yes. 1,500 people to Saturn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I just bring that up to you. That was one of the things that I feel that it was um, the one meme that really kind of, I think really changed the zeitgeist. You can see is that how, like how much, like that was like a, like a shift in the Overton window when, when those, when those fuckers blowed up <laughs> is, is you can like how craven all the jokes were, how nobody cared that, you know, it was literally you yeah. know, because it was like, it was pure hubris. It was like that pure John Galt fucking oh, bullshit yeah. just kind of made manifest. And show that these guys really are these inept clowns. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, you know. And also James Cameron stays winning. James Cameron stays winning. Still, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jimbo undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not even a good one, right? Like like a like like the one you give your little brother so you can because like the like the, the one of the trigger sticks like it wasn't even like a name brand controller it was a discount one they put them. <laughs> I know. I was like, I mean, <laughs> thirty bucks. I mean, yeah. But you but you don't even have to like you don't even have to like talk just about like the billionaires that are going to fucking outer space or whatever, <laughs> um, or into the ocean. You know, on a on a suicide mission in the ocean. Look at all of the millionaires. It, across this country now that have access to unmitigated use of private jets. Mm. I mean, oh, yeah. here yeah. here yeah, in yeah. Ventura here in Ventura County, where uh, Jordan and I are, the the usage of private jets out of our airspace has has literally quadrupled in the last few years, and even Fuck. I mean, the most progressive pro climate pro environmental uh elected officials do not have again the balls yeah. to stand up and say you know what it's really bad like our airport is right next to our ag land this is bad for our community like they don't have the balls to do it because at the yeah. end of the day it's about money right mm-hmm. um and and i just i just think about that like like you know, when you think about Jeff Bezos and, and Amazon and, and like the joke is like you can, you know, can any of us really like save the planet by getting less shipments, 
you know, like reducing our shipments or, or using paper straws. While Jeff Bezos is going to space and flying out of Ventura County's yeah. fucking Camarillo airspace every single day yeah. just to go to, like, Calabasas yeah, or whatever. Or, or, yeah, people are taking, taking jets from, like, Calabasas you know, fucking like, Camarillo. Yeah. The fucking Kardashians. The yeah. fucking Kardashians. Two minute uh, What's Jesus. the Bruce? Kate. Kate. Yeah. Kate. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. I think has um stock or co-owns the restaurant at the Camarillo Airport and flies up here every single day to go to it. And people, you know, and like the moms group are like, oh, we saw Caitlyn Jenner today, and it's like, oh my fucking god, she flew here. <laughs> Yeah, because she doesn't from, want to... From Calabasas. Well, I mean, come on. Like, what? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, at least she's not driving. <laughs> um. So, no, I was I was going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah, that's true. I was yeah, going to make, make the point um, about Bezos. Did you guys hear that because of his uh, rocket tests, um, the methane emissions have been so large that they've literally been spotted by the International Space Station? Jesus. What the fuck? No, I hadn't heard that. Oh my god, Jesus! For, for those oh. for those that don't this know, really shows these guys are full of shit. <laughs> for those that don't know, um, methane is incredibly potent CO two. Um, it's worse. Yeah, it's worse. Excuse me, like the... I can't talk right now. <laughs> methane <laughs> is an incredibly potent greenhouse gas uh, that's mm -hmm. much stronger than CO two. Yeah, because I said like it's it's the one that's actually worse. Um, then even cars is uh, beef. Yeah. And yeah. Look at how much of our how America's land is dedicated to beef, and it's you know mm -hmm. startling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also something that we can see more of in the future with climate change feedback loops getting really bad and methane being released from different parts of uh, uh, the ecosystem. You probably know way more about that, Jordan, than I do. But methane sinks, how they'll be disrupted. Uh, actually, I'm not like an like an expert on it too much, but yeah. Oh, no? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> feel a little better, but I know. Well, something with 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 regards to the methane emissions that that kind of ties into uh, the next topic that I want to go into is um, the permafrost melting which is releasing mm -hmm. incredible amounts of methane into the atmosphere. And not just that, um, ancient viruses are starting to accumulate because of the melting permafrost that have been in, in the ground for millions of years. So human beings have no fucking immunity to them. And they're starting to oh, yeah. be released. Um, a number of years ago, uh, there was an anthrax breakout somewhere near the arctic circle and a bunch of reindeer were killed wow and so what if you know what if one of these viruses easily becomes zoonotic and and is able to be transferred from um animals to humans hmm. yeah and i mean that's what that's what i mean scientists have said like that's what is a part of climate change. I mean, I personally at this point believe that like the way that COVID transferred and the way that it continues to mutate 
like this is this is the climate crisis kicking off like the yeah. the fire and the floods and the hurricane. I don't think that's what kicked it off. And I think a lot of acting, the dots, or maybe it's too political connect, to connect the dots, but it's, that's what scientists have been warning is going to happen. More and more disease and more and more disease closer and closer yeah, together. Um, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, not a, I'm a secular man, right? I'm an atheist, but like I said, there, if there's nothing that has kind of made me more like uh, thoughtful of like the concept of like a guiding force trying to like tell send you a sign than the fucking COVID-19 pandemic where it was like literally hey this grind you're doing is destroying the planet so I'm going to create a disease that yeah. requires you to stay inside literally stopping us from commuting watching as like some climate effects started like slowly rolling themselves back like like the air quality for like a like two month period was like holy shit like we can yes. like, it was like you can fix this this is yeah. fixable, you know, like this is not permanent. Like this can be even like if we change it, we can change it in another way that is beneficial from us. Right. Like said, so anything made by men can be undone by men. Like these kinds of weird things that, that we, uh, that we don't like think of. And it was like, to be like a really, like a really weird sign or like even like weird dumb ones, like in Newport beach, they like, we close off all the beaches. Yeah. And then like uh, a bunch of people were, no, it was Huntington beach. We're like, because uh, you know, Huntington Beach is, is that. Oh, yeah, old. because it's um, fucking uh, 1930s Berlin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were like, they were like, hey, no, we're going to go on the beach, right? Like, and then there was like a little tsunami, you know? It was like little things like that that were like, hey, man, like maybe we should listen to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's saying something here and we're just kind of not paying attention. They had a, they had a White Lives Matter rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, but, they like, did. No, they came up here and had one too. That's yeah, right. That's right. In Thousand Oaks, they hung a fucking banner. Yeah, it's yeah. bananas. It sucks too because like like Huntington Beach, Huntington Beach would be a wonderful town if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> like, an amazing. Yeah. Like their central library is one of the coolest buildings I've ever seen. It's one of those ones, especially as somebody who's a who's like a flat out Marxist communist. Like I'm like. Hey guys, go there. Brutalism is a beautiful piece of architecture. Don't let them tell you otherwise. <laughs> oh, yeah. We want to talk about climate change too. Let's talk about the fucking history of oil drilling in Southern California. Have you ever seen <laughs> old photos of Huntington Beach, like from the 20s and 30s? I can imagine. I haven't seen it myself, but I, I figured it was probably well, like people. It, the entire beach just covered in in oil rigs, and wow. you know everybody's a stone toss from them. And it, yeah. it's it's just disgusting. Yeah. Um, and that and that is still and that is still going on here in Ventura County. We have in yeah. in in Oxnard, right down the street from my house, we have a little neighborhood that, um, first of all, it's right across uh, from a farm that has a rig on it, and they vent twenty four hours a day. So they're venting their oil rig 20, 24 hours a day. But if you start driving through the neighborhoods, which I've I've been doing lately, um, there are people that have little like miniature rigs in their front yard. That's the frustrating part, right? Where it's like you have politicians campaign on no, you know, like, you know, like Gavin Newsom will tell you how much I wants to fight the fuel industry until like he has to sign off on you know drilling contracts. <laughs> you know, it's just none of these. 
Like again, I do think it said I like my hope is again that like it it'll be enough of of like like the apathy of the general population that is going to eventually force the hand because like I said the, the the politicians we have on hand again if if because it goes back to the old adage like you scratch a liberal and a fascist bleeds right like these guys are not <laughs> going to do anything. Yeah. To stop capitalism, because they're you know otherwise they're fucking dipshit children will have to get real jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what about like all of the people uh, that have long, you know, long term COVID just because of the smoke exposure from wildfires? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I looked at some some data. And there was a significant spike in cases and deaths in the second half of 2020 following uh, the wildfires in the Pacific Northwest. The wildfires? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Well, I think that I highlights how uh, these crises kind of build on each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, like, and, and, the other thing it highlights, I think, also is how um, the people that are going to be left behind, right? The people that were left behind with COVID are the people that are going to be left behind with the climate. Yeah. Um, you know, you, we were talking about, you know, the the extreme poverty out in, in, like, Saudi Arabia, places that are almost already becoming unlivable. Well, look at the coast of California. There are very poor populations along the coast of California here in Oxnard. Yes. Oxnard is expected to be underwater by like 2050. Where the fuck are these 200,000 people going to go? Yeah, Jesus. And and yeah. none of them are certainly going to have the money to go anywhere. <laughs> I got yeah. news for you. Because um, Oxnard is one of the poorest communities in Ventura County. Uh, in California, actually. So, um, yeah. It, I think it just shows you who who's left behind and who's going to be left behind. Yeah. What about like the the migration of vectors too? So I've noticed in in parts of Southern California we're starting to see an increase in mosquitoes. When I when I was younger it just wasn't fucking like that, and I, I think that's getting to what Tony was saying earlier in the podcast, which is just like Southern California's climate is is turning uh, more more and more like tropical. Yeah. No. It's. Yeah, the mosquito. I've been noticing it too more, especially now. Like I said, like they have been, like like steady on the rise, and yeah, that again leads to more things. Like one of the most preventable deaths in the world is malaria. Mm-hmm. You know, like a medicine that's readily available. So it is like it does feel like it is just this this never ending war on just being resource scarce. That is just. Tiresome. I think it's like I said. It's like each one of these things is, is like it is becomes like that death by a million cuts, but like they're happening so frequently that it's. I think that it is pushing people into like more awareness than ever before. Let's so in the end, I said I keep on maintaining that hope is that it, it is just this, like it is becoming so hard not to be radicalized mm-hmm. that like you have to be willfully ignorant. I think I was mentioning to Jordan, to your point, um, I've started to notice like how people are growing food in their yards. 
Um, and, and it's, ha it's like, it's like people that like areas that I wouldn't even expect. And so that's actually my question for you guys is like, is like, is that like what, you know, um, we should all be doing is like trying to increase awareness. Should we be like trying to talk to our, like, what should we be doing? I think, you know, yeah, I because think, I think you're right. I think like, like a little community, like a little like community action like that really helps kind of push the move forward uh doing like simple things like for like if you start you know growing food in your lawn or just replacing your grass with like clover you know clover or moss like things like that because it's you know mm -hmm. it's it's um creating those more sustainable things it's just like i said i talk all the time about like i said like when, when i one of my weird things is like is that i always use like that thing i talk about where it sucks to be a kid is like well one of the the biggest reasons why it sucks so hard to be a kid is because every truck has a grill that's five feet off the ground right yeah. so like if you and your buddies ride on a bicycle right if you do something environmentally friendly something environmentally unfriendly is going to come around the corner and might cream you you know <laughs> like like these little things that I, I just talk about and kind of like it's just a way to like help make people more direct cognizance of this like really one of the big problems is again going back to cars right like one of the, the big drivers oh, of climate, yeah. climate change is just talking about how our relationship with cars is completely fabricated and manufactured by corporate interests to make us dependent upon it make it so hard to live without one right instead of creating like like I've, i don't know if how many of you've taken like the train pill but like once you kind of get yeah, i like, love the train i always go i always like, take it to san diego yeah, like you said, I, like one of my favorite TikTok people is that guy Jake Gotta. He also works at like, the Long Beach Post, right? Where he'll just talk about, you know, like how, how like how cars have have so directly like fucked us, and how <laughs> urban planning is built around this horrible thing that makes the rest of our lives completely miserable, right? Because like, I don't know about you, but like I. Like, like the 70s are long over, right? Like I said, I don't like fucking driving, right? It's not a fun thing anymore. Yeah. Like it's not like I'm not getting in like my, you know, my my 302 fastback and like hitting the, you know, PCH because no matter what time <laughs> of day you go out now, it's fucking busy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like because like, like we've created this 24, not only do we now have like a car dependent culture, we have a 24 hour car dependent culture, right? There's like no time when like there's not, like, like, um, I always use, for example, like in Orange County, the 55 northbound, there's a stretch where like, it's like, it used to just be backed up a few hours of the day. Now it's like backed up 160 hours a week. Mm. You know, like, it's just, there are these weird congestions point because you got, you know, you, you got, you got a 24 hour culture and everybody's got to drive everywhere. Yeah. You know, cause, cause we, cause of how we zoned our, our lives. And that was that was one of the be best things, like one of the silver silver linings with with COVID, right? Was being able to work remotely. So like all of these fucking supervisors just yeah. forcing everybody to go back into the office. It, it, it's so it's so unnecessary for so many reasons. Creates like additional well, yeah. air pollution. Creates just fucking traffic jams. Like it's just so it's, absolutely unnecessary. It's insane that we're still doing this. Well, I said it's because you have like the saddest cretins in the world who just need that office life because it's the only time they... <laughs> the culture, man. It's the culture. Yeah, they, they interact, <laughs> and then also the big one is that this uh, another one that directly correlates with this is like there 
is a huge incentive to maintain the value of commercial real estate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, exactly. They have to justify the corporate uh, yeah, office leases. Which is like one of the most frustrating things in the world, right? Because if you actually look at America, right? Like America has built, like we don't build housing, right? Like, like we don't build housing in all this country. We build a fuckload of office buildings. We build a fuckload of parking lots, right? Like we have created buildings where like, where you have these multi-story buildings that are half empty through the day and are, are, are basically they are, they're half empty 40 hours a week because those are the only times that people who've leased them are in the office. And then for the rest of the week, that whole area is vacant, right? You can go to places where there are brand spanking new buildings open up and you can go on a Friday night, nothing's there, right? Because like, God forbid we re like you zone that to be a mixed use building where X number of floors are condos, X number of floors are housing. And then like the bottom floors are like businesses and you've created like a thriving community. You've created this zoned fucked fucking world where you have to drive, you have to get your car to drive somewhere to go on a walk. So it's like, you can't have, something like like a convenient like live work kind of mixed use community here in the states anymore like we killed that and it sucks yeah i mean like what a world right where you could just like go down the street at eight o'clock in the morning and not hear a rush of cars go by yeah <laughs> yeah so, and that's one of those ones too is that people talk about the cities are noisy like cities aren't noisy cars are yes like the car is really the problem like i mean like like, look, I know I'm guilty of it, right? Because it's like everything I like, because I like right now I'm living in like the heart of like suburb hell. You know, like there is <laughs> nothing to do within walking distance. So like I got to be one of those assholes who drives to take a walk because like there's nothing to do. And if you are walking around, like I'm like, trying to walk around, like, you know, yeah, like do whatever. If you're out at a certain kind of night, then you're getting pride on because you have these like next door freaks that are just. Capitalists. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I want to uh, respond a little bit more to what Heather was asking about, like, what do we do? And I know that, you know, there's that's a complicated uh, issue, but you see groups like Climate Defiance and Sunrise Movement and other environmental activists doing direct actions to confront the actual perpetrators of this environmental destruction. And I think that kind of a approach, while it can alienate some people, um, I think it's becoming more and more important. And uh, yeah, just showing up at the rich CEOs' houses and protesting at their actual place of residence, things like that, I think need to happen soon because yeah, like, it's, this isn't going to get better, and the people who are actually responsible for the situation that we're in, the fossil fuel moguls, need to be held accountable and to a point where they can't just, you know, weasel out of it. They can't just, like, yeah, go home to their comfy house and be completely isolated from all of the bullshit that they're creating through their actions and their money-making Um yeah, I feel like it's really important to bring the fight to these people themselves. Yeah, I think civility is at this point a faux pas. <laughs> to even still continue with that kind of of idea that like you have to be civil to these people, and again, like debate them in the in the 
you know, we, we got to debate them, right? It's it's, it's, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, like nobody agrees with them. Every like said, it's like it is, it is empirically untrue. Consensus is not there. Obviously, this kind of shit doesn't work because again, like it's at this point, anybody who still thinks that you can do these things without fuckloads of money, you know, like that, like that, like all of this is is basically like a, a like I said, it's political kayfabe. Like at, at to 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 continue to listen to them. Or listen to people that say listen to them, right? I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Like you have to just remember these are these are human beings, you know, with with just as mortal of a coil as you and I. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, you know yeah. they got they have names, they have addresses, and they have fears. Yes, you know? they have insecurities, and I've said I'm not going to say out loud what needs to be done, but like it is one of those ones where somebody eventually will have nothing to live for enough right like you know so it's it's ever you know like shinzo abe might have just been like the first mm-hmm. you know like i think like that there there is this this like the because like, again like the 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 civility only helps a fascist right like it, it becomes one of those things where if, if you are directly harming you know it's i mean come on now <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. well, I mean in Minecraft, right? That's what you're <laughs> in Minecraft. <laughs> yes. Hey, <laughs> me on Discord. Yeah. What were you saying, Jordan? Uh, I, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> like me, do that uh, all the time. Do we want to do want to jump into another topic? Um, Heather, you in our in our little uh, notepad here. You have climate denial as a means of economic warfare. Did you want to kind of touch on that? Sure. So, um, and that's actually a great point to segue to that because when accountable, um, you know, there, there are a lot of like, uh, policy points, right? That um, that we could have uh, that these people are also being allowed to refuse to to make. For example, heat heat protections, right? Um, that is something that uh, we have here in California. Heat mandates, where like employers are required to give certain amount of time, you know, breaks and water breaks and a certain amount of shade if it's an outdoor labor and th- but at the federal government, there are none, and and I and I view that as you know, uh, keeping you know people in their place, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, yeah, so that was kind of just my. I just kind of wanted to open it up to the group to what you. Oh, sorry, my. Are you there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I just I feel like we are reaching a point where like. It's not, how do I want to say this? So it's, it's like not just about holding people accountable for the harm that they've done, but like calling them out on the harm that they are knowingly continuing to do. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the things that I, I do think that, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Gavin Newsom and uh, I know that's not really exactly popular, but right now he is calling out the oil companies. Um, for 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 knowingly harming people but then like when we're looking from like here forward like 
how can we how can we allow companies to get away with not having heat protections as one example yeah. or or improving the you know like again back to covid how can we allow companies to get away with not improving the air quality in in their factories or whatever um and so that's that's kind of uh where where i was thinking we could open it up i think that you're you're on this it's just that again i think that there's like how this is still even a thing is that there has to be so many people that are have been brainwashed by like that lib civility politics bullshit mm-hmm. where it is just like you you can't mm-hmm. confront these people at their homes or where they they eat dinner or stuff like that but i think that like that was the that was one of the most satisfying things I saw where it was like they started running DC politicians out of uh, restaurants and stuff. It was like back in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, like where it's a, you get, like said, you have, again, it has to remind these people that like, that, like that they're, if they're not acting in good faith, neither should we. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah, that's I where said, it becomes this, this thing where it's like, I, again, I think it's really hard for some people to like, like one of the biggest things really is that like it, it is like so hard to get people to like understand that like that you can break the rules like if the rules have already been broken you know that you're not doing anything i always call it like like that it's that that like i, I always like on one on one big toilet i used to use a lot of wrestling analogies because i'm a white trash latchkey kid like that's like kind of <laughs> like the language I, I grew up with um is that like you don't get anything for being the baby face like when the heel like yeah. knocks out the ref and hits you with the chair right it doesn't behoove you to not then hit the heel with the chair right if you don't you're complicit in the act right you are now participating in the show because like, if republicans are going to break every rule every time and then like when we go in there like when the democrats go in there and they claim they're representing us that they can't pull a little fucking shady shit on our behalf, but like it's possible to do every day with like a razor thin majority, like razor thin like Republican majority, they can suspend every filibuster rule, this that da 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 da, yeah. and like for some reason the Democrats can't do the same thing with the exact same fucking margin of <laughs> of majority, like yeah, that bullshit. kind of shit starts yeah it starts driving me nuts like it just yeah. becomes this you are. I think that, like I said, that there's there's a certain amount of people with lead poisoning that are dying off where, like, that fallacious notion is, like, like getting harder and harder to maintain. That's why I think they're becoming so aggressive in, like, the consent manufacturing thing because they kind of openly know they only got about five, ten years left. Yeah, like, how do we, like, how do we seriously even have, like, politicians like Mitch McConnell? Like, somebody that has multiple, like, like miniature strokes and that's not yeah. that's not hyperbolic like like i think he just pooped his pants because he was up and running five minutes later i think what yeah. you have you you got one of two things with that one right is it because again you have this cons- like the consent manufacturing machine right no like there are so many career like media people in that building when mitch mcconnell shits his pants <laughs> one of two things that they've either hit the slopes a little too hard and mm-hmm. they don't have a sense of smell anymore or they're so <laughs> entrenched in like that like their careers there that nobody wants to be the guy go like oh yeah hey, i'm a cameraman for <laughs> mitch mcconnell blue ass and like we could all smell it but because we're so addicted to like the, if we were to say something 
they'd be like, well, you'll never fucking work in this town again, and I got to move back to Baltimore. So I don't want to do that, so I'm going to, like, I'm just going to pretend that I didn't and that's, situation. and that's like and that's like such that seems to be like such a driving factor for so many people like even even like in local politics like your city council people or your county supervisors it's fear they are all so fucking afraid like here in ventura county we just had this uh thing where the some oil company is suing the county over the general plan okay uh because it's asking too much of the oil companies you know to vent uh, away from children or, or whatever and one of the one of the you know negotiations was was that they would change you know so that so that they would drop the lawsuit the county basically said all right fine we'll change the language so that it says you only have to vent the gas safely if it's yeah. feasible <laughs> right, right? you know we're, we're gonna take we're gonna take out the word must we're going to take out the word must and we're going to say it's if it's feasible for you. Just would like stupid, you to. ridiculous, yeah. stupid, semantical shit, right? Yeah. But but all except for one supervisor went ahead and voted for that, even the, the Democrat who is the chair of the board. And the reason why is because of fear. Because yeah. he is so fucking afraid. And this guy, this guy is rich kid rich and you look at his his you know fines paid for him to okay democrat but he's still so fucking afraid of these oil companies and i and you're seeing that at every single level they are all afraid and like you said even in the media yeah. it's like the media is now even it's afraid. become like that like that it's is that like like the the, the bourgeois class is very you know they have much more solidarity than we do you know right they're just going to be yeah. promoting them their own in any which way so they have now created this horrible like professional managerial class system where the only way to like be in that circle is to already have been in that circle that's why like you know it's it, it mm -hmm. has entrenched it where it's like now these 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 three like these industries all feed on each other where it becomes like this that's why there's no you know, like they, they make the jokes about like you know, like, like how, like every modern musician now check their Wikipedia articles, like their mm -hmm. parents' name is a blue. You know, like it's the same with all these guys and like every class, right? It's just it's become because like there's no social mobility anymore. So they, these, we've created like a new caste system essentially mm -hmm. that's making it impossible for like again, it's it's just going to create a disaster. You know. Like I said, I think going back to it, it's like it's going to create a disaster when you have, uh, like I said, think about every child that has gone to school during COVID and imagine like what's going to happen when they become adults and enter the workforce and have not a goddamn thing to live for. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, we, we recently uh, had an incident here in, not in Oxnard, in Camarillo, uh, where there were like these kids, they're like middle school age, so 13, 14, um, and they were riding, you know, their scooters up and down the aisles, screaming, swearing, knocking shit off the shelves, pushing over these like old people, you know, Camarillo is really an old, old 
town. Uh, so pushing old people over. The store manager doesn't know what to do. The school resource officer is there, doesn't know what to do. The principal is there, doesn't know what to do. And the yeah. parents, the parents are like at work yeah. or whatever, <laughs> and you know are arguing about it on Facebook, right? <laughs> and my response was simply, "What the fuck do you expect these kids to do? I mean, yeah. these kids, these kids are staring like into you know." Uh, not to get like too out there, but Nietzsche's abyss, right? Yeah. He, <laughs> the exact thing. <laughs> like all I they mean, have is the blue light of the <laughs> mental illness machine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they're sta they're yeah. staring into nihilism. It's totally nihilism. Yeah. I mean, they are like the generation of nihilists, and uh, I I agree with you. I mean, yeah. what what have we what have we given to them? Nothing. Yeah, and I have, to, I have three kids and two of them are under 18. Uh, and I am like, shit, if I know what, what we're going to do with you guys. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, they all pretty much, even my 19 year old, she pretty much assumes that she's just going to be living at home forever because one, how could she afford anything? And two, uh, 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 the world's imploding, you yeah. know? What Are they about, excited to fight in the climate wars? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're they're not. And you know, and you know, and that's another thing that we uh, we were talking about. Um, kids, kids have a more like acute awareness of what is going on now. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. did you like when I was growing up? I didn't know what the fuck was going on in the world. Um, but now it seems unavoidable. I mean, we were staring at existential threats like every day. Yeah, it's, kids, it's like, you know. <laughs> I mean, I knew climate true. change was happening in the future, yeah. and, but I wasn't seeing it at the time. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. it's it's hard to yeah, it's it's hard to like. Yeah, I mean, just imagine being a kid, right, and your shooting drill is being interrupted by an actual hurricane. Like, uh, kinds of yeah. things that yes. <laughs> Fuck me, man. Yeah, right. Like, you know, like, like I, I think about it, like, right. So it's like, like, um, so I was 17 when, uh, I was, I was a senior in high school, 17, uh, 17 years old in September, like, uh, when September 11th happened, right. So it's like, I entered my adult, like, so it's like, I kind of always made that, like, analogy. It's like, I watched, like, the world change. Mm hmm. Like like as I was entering adulthood, yeah. like mm -hmm. I was kind of like I like even as like at seventeen year old, I was kind of aware that like the world that I was told I was entering no longer exists. I'm about yeah. to be yeah. turned into an adult in a world that is completely different than anyone that anyone before me has lived into, and I'm gonna have to enter this one like learning this stuff in this world with no one to teach me because I'm 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 the first one to do it, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm literally like an adult. In the post, like turning into adult in the post September 11th world, right? So my adulthood was never defined by like, a, you know, yeah, didn't know so, what that world was like. I was saying, but imagine being a, like, a, I can't imagine being 14 and experiencing with during COVID essentially a 9 11 a day mm -hmm. of yeah. knowing that 3,000 people are dying needlessly yeah. every day, right? So it's like a million people died over the course. Of, how many even COVID deaths are we now? 1.1? 1 million? Like, I don't even fucking know. It's the deadliest It's the deadliest event in U.S. history. And it's interesting that you say that because I I had just started college uh, 
when 9-11 happened and it's hard for me to like remember a lot before that and now my and now my uh my middle child she's 15 so she was like 12 when COVID started and when you ask her or when we like talk about stuff before COVID she doesn't remember a lot of it yeah you know she's just like I only know like after COVID she's like I can't like like with the mask things, she's like, I can't imagine like going to certain places like the doctor. Like I can't even remember going to the doctor without a mask on, you know, because you just they they can't remember like yeah. that before time. And I feel like that's similar for me with with nine eleven because it was so yeah. different. I, I mean, but yeah, you know, like, to Erica's point, we were not facing the type of threats. I was so I was six years old when nine eleven happened, and wow the like it's it's i can't like the whole post 9-11 world has been my whole life yeah so yeah. like i i don't even know that world yeah before yeah. that so i've just been in like you know multiple wars on terrorism yeah uh just completely fucking decimating the middle east murdering countless innocent iraqi civilians etc yeah that, that's that's my whole life it's so yeah. it's it's so crazy just to like actually kind of wrap my head around that there's a huge segment of history way before 9-11 but it's just impacted our lives so much now yeah oh my god yeah. unfortunately i'm gonna have to sign off here because i have to run to a family dinner thing no uh, no i appreciate yeah. it erica thank you thank you so much <laughs> well i really pleasure appreciate- to meet you Oh, it's so good meeting you, Tony. And I, I really appreciate you guys putting this panel together. I think you're tackling some of the most important topics that are happening on this planet and really, really like what you're doing here. So thank you for doing it. <laughs> uh, thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah. And something that I was just thinking about too, with regards to nihilism is like somebody like Andrew Tate doesn't fucking exist without nihilism, right? Like oh, yeah. just the, the extreme rise of these misogynistic social media influencers they don't exist without the without yeah, no, capitalism just destroying the world. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's um, it's so funny that like I think about this all the time. Where it's like like it, like it's so wild that Andrew Tate is this big media figure now because like I remember like this is about seven eight years ago, about two three four Twitter accounts ago. So you can't even find it, but I, I swear I did this. <laughs> I, I remember when he would just go on and he would just say some like generic like MRA shit. Yeah. When like when like his kickboxing career was kind of winding down, like he was like starting the proto thing. Yeah. And like I was part of like the like the garbage Twitter like just shit posting or like shit posting reply guys. Mm-hmm. Like I both that guy and like posted a gif of him getting knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's the kind of dork this guy was. Where it was like an easy, it was like an easy layup too. Like this guy is just one of those. It's like, like I, I don't want to say this without being ableist, but it's like I do feel that. So apologies in advance, but it's like I do feel that we can really see with him is that that he has like a like a like a ASD. And it was never like I diagnosed, and like so his like his movements are very contrived. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of rehearses everything, and a lot of that just comes from it's like, like this guy is not even happy. 
somebody that was rejective of his like his behavioral patterns. And so like they just kind of and so instead of like falling into like a like a healthy environment, like he's just exacerbating his own mental health pathology onto the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I think it's like and it's really hard to watch too sometimes because like, <laughs> this guy is definitely like, you know, it's 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 like like, buddy, you shouldn't be worshiping your dad. Your dad is the worst guy in your life. I know. And like, you where know? is this? Like, but like, where is this coming from? Like this fucking like 1950s mindset among like teenage boys. A lot of that is, I think it, it is it's like, I, I do believe that like, and when I say that, I say that for more, but like basically patriarchy, hierarchy, hegemony has told them is wrong. Right, so it becomes kind of an outward projection of this of this kind of masculinity because it's just people who don't have the emotional health, right? Because they're never able to like process their their emotions healthily, and instead of trying to find a path to heal, you just decided that it's easier to pretend like you don't have that problem, you know. And I think a lot of conservative conservatism stems from that kind of. Uh, pathology really is that it's it's a lot of pain that you can't uh process right that you've refused to process and said you've created a, a a world in which that is supposed to be normalized and then you just maintain that lie for your own self because like because at this point you're too afraid to heal yeah and i see a direct tie with like white yeah. supremacism in here too yeah the whole mythos of like when when the u.s was great we need to go back to a, an older era that... yeah it's it's just really you're, you're you're like it is like you're projecting like a, um like a lot of it too just it really comes from it's like you like people have this nostalgia for a time not recognizing that the reason why you're nostalgic for it is because you were eight <laughs> and you know like you weren't aware of how the world really was <laughs> yeah and then you know we just have we, we've got all these like white supremacist sympathetic politicians on the right. Right. Yeah. It'll constantly tell these kids over and over again, you know, it's, it's feminism. It, it's women. Yeah. They, they just don't want to be, you know, it's the genders. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the woke mob. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, what a secret place that I, is. <laughs> it's, it's the watching dudes like meltdown over pronouns, right? Like a thing that like, honestly, like I said, I, like, I have never, I said like, as a cisgendered male, like I was like, I've never given it a moment of thought. I've never had to, right? But then to then be like, freaking out over this thing that you've never given once a moment of consideration that suddenly you're like hey you know this thing you've never thought about yeah could you think about it for a second and then being like how dare you start being like yeah sure i've never thought about it maybe i'll like you know like i've i don't understand it it's it's like a, it's like a fear of having any any sort of intellectual curiosity or like the idea of like being able to expand beyond like the self right to like just be told that oh you mean all lived experiences aren't universal Fucking what? So back when I had a Tinder account, uh, I, in my bio, I just wrote, "Yeah, you may have a fat ass, but can we have a conversation?" Yeah, 
Oh my god. <laughs> because like you know, everybody just posts their body or whatever, like yeah. them themselves looking good, but I'm like, what the fuck do you actually have to offer? I think and that's that's kind of actually like one of like the really horrible things about um this like this this ties into climate change, right? Because like we now no longer have like the concept of like a third place. Yes. Right? Like capitalism has created this hell world where you like you have to drive to work and you drive home. Drive here, drive there, drive there, da 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 da. Right. So like you have nowhere really where like 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 we're the most depressed country in the world and we don't drink as much as Europe. And the reason why we don't is because you have to drive everywhere. Right. There's like no place where you can just go that's near your house, right? Where you're supposed well, also, to also we have cops people. everywhere. Like everything's yeah, we have cop, yeah, right. everything's criminalized. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we well, have yeah, the suburban panopticon. Like, it is, yeah, it's like so you can't. There's nowhere to fucking hang, so you have to meet people on the internet, right? But it's like you know you can't be. The 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 problem with the internet is that it takes away like your charisma. Yeah. Right, because like nobody can get your natural je ne sais quoi if they can't meet you like in person. So you're never meeting yeah. people anymore. So you really just it it does it commodifies your holes really. Like you're just on Twitter advert or Tinder advertising, you know your 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 appendices, commodifying um, your holes. Yeah, like you're just you're just you're just you're just debasing yourself like on the internet marketplace, which is just the, the most simple things because like you just got to be funny and be like, hey, sex, and like hope that that's enough, right? You can't just engage with people, right? Like you can't. Like I said, I I feel really lucky that i i kind of like I, I fell out of the game right before that right like i like I've been, oh, i'm jealous i, I wish yeah. i was fucking done i wish i was just married like, like i have i said <laughs> I've, I've been with me and my wife have been together for nine years right i'm like i said i've i've my best friend of the whole world right but like i got to like meet her as like a person right face to face yeah you know i don't think i think about all the time is like one of the things i joke about is that like you know when you're having those arguments and you're just like you know, you're like, you know, I'm just like, you know, you're fucking lucky that like, I like, I can't wrap my head around this Tinder shit because like, <laughs> like it's, I never do it, but it's like, it's just like, that's the thing is that like, I couldn't even go back into that game if I wanted to. I'm like too fucking like, I'm just, I'm lucky I'm where I'm at. Uh, fuck, it's, like, it's crazy. Because, like, I just couldn't do that shit, man. Like I said, like, it's, it's just like the internet has, I, like I said this when I, when I ended my podcast is the internet fucking sucks now. <laughs> Because it's everything. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. yeah. So like I can't imagine. Yeah. So you're just stuck on the internet instead of like having a place to go, right? Like a like a hangout spot, right? Like a like a it doesn't have to be a bar, right? The problem is it's like it's all bars. There's like no like late night like cafes and shit. There's no place for like people to mingle anymore. I know, like a, a coffee shop. Yeah, especially That's kids. kids too. Like, You're look at like for being a yeah. child. Well, and not just that, but look at like, look at like you have all these cities that are like now out, like banning like bikes. Yeah. Or like, or like, okay, no skateboarding. Okay, no skateboarding and no bikes. And also, there's like forty fucking cops driving around harassing yeah. kids at the mall because because like one you know crime ring you know did a smash and grab at a store yeah now you got 40 cops fucking harassing teenagers yeah. like the teenagers were the problem ever to begin yeah, with i was i said it because because in my new career of trying to be a professional talk show and podcast guest 
I have made it a point that I have to plug other podcasts I've been on, but I was going to say, I've, I just recorded for a podcast called Worst of the Best Podcast. Uh-huh. It's, it's not a political one. It's a more pop cultural thing. But I did harp on that same thing about uh, you just they like they're harassing kids nonstop. Yeah. Like it's it's oh no it was the same about the, the smash and grab that's what it was mm-hmm. is um like Nordstrom's says that they get a hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise stolen. But it's like that's the amount the shit was being sold for. It's like really like thirty dollars yeah. worth of material, right? Like so, like we're already overblowing this to again put in this new kind of like this new teen fear, not realizing these kids have every right to be furious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like we're not making we're not making a better world for them. It sucks. It's like 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 I like yeah, and we and we blame them, right? And everybody's always blaming the kids for like really our misgivings as like as a society that has like become so inherently hostile to the concept of being a child like, what is what does like, the u.s do better than any other country we send police drop towards, bombs send yeah. police towards resources and we incarcerate people yeah like uh, the best thing we do like the thing we do better than anybody else is light children on fire and that's a disgusting thing to do. It's just like said, we, like this country is. So that's why I said, like there is no country that is more anti-life than the United States. Oh yeah. It's like, like, like I said, like you, yeah, we're banning <clears throat> kids on bikes, kids on skateboards, but you know we're not banning the the Chevy Silverado. Oh yeah, or like you know, down. you've got corporate yeah. media, right? That'll actually do like an hour-long climate story. But then at the bottom, they'll say like, "Oh, this is sponsored by Shell. This is sponsored by Chevron." Yeah. So like, great. You're going to talk about climate change, but you're going to keep on fucking taking money like from the, the industries like that are causing back it. Back out of the climate agreements at a whim. Yeah. It's just, it's it's like that's the problem is that like there is, like it's I think it said at least again is that the one thing that is helping. But that I do have faith is that the young people is that they know capitalism is not their friend. Yes. You know, so it's like at some point, like you're you're you you've reached a numbers game where there's it's a statistical inevitability for like some kind of change to happen soon, mm-hmm. because the just the numbers are not there. You do not like you said COVID killed enough, like killed enough of them where it's like like there, there's like, the demographics have shifted irrevocably. Yeah, and I think that really you're looking at it like they're, they're trying certain things, right? You're you're seeing it's like it's like um, um, more males are are you know like so like um, you're you're seeing a little more kind of like wealth disparity, right? Like that's what like uh, Trump got more minority votes for a Republican than like than anybody since like 1960. Yeah, and yeah, you know, like there, there's there are some shifts, but it is like, it, it really ends up where like you have, especially after Dobbs, like you have children that will never have that kind of conservative phase, right? So you're not even have those 20 year olds who vote libertarian their first two presidential elections. You know, you've lost a huge swath of like the sustainability of the American right. Yeah. You know, because like even these kids who like you said we talk about Andrew Tate, but it's like like even these kids laugh at this dude. Like it's like the it's 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 all of the 
like it's like the one like like because like i feel like like younger kids don't have like a cool you know like they're kind of more free with the identity again because like the the internet atomized monoculture for them mm-hmm. but like you do see that there are some like like the kids that are outcasts are now because of like the shitty kind of aberrant behavior and they're usually like like nazis and like andrew tate fans same thing but like, <laughs> yeah it's true yeah and and that's great that, that that's yeah. how it needs to be <laughs> yeah no i mean fuck like i'm terrified right now i just saw that yeah. we brought back book burnings i mean not that they ever left but yeah i know it is it's like we have like but it's it's like it this it's like it's like paul like seriously like politicians are participating in it like yeah. like 1930s berlin like it's it's different it's it's fahrenheit it's, 451 shit yeah and i, I think that, like these are <clears throat> desperate moves in the admission that the so like fascism is on the rise but like an optimistic thing about why fascism is on the rise is because so is communism you know yeah this fascism always kind of like acts as a, as like a, a direct reaction. Well, to, also because capitalism like, is in decay, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's uh, that's why everything is like I said, literally like 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 we are in the end, right? Like that's why, you know, like food is go- like every time you go to the grocery store, like you know, like the the prices are going up. At least that's an exponential rate, right? Like like the markets, yeah. like, like like there is no more frontiers for capitalism to penetrate mm-hmm. like we are literally at a point where so especially because like nfts and cryptos have proven to be a bust <laughs> yeah right like there is no new frontier for the market to expand to so like it's at a point where it's beginning to cannibalize itself so it's at this point where like the like so we're we're at a point where like it cannot sustain itself anymore like a crash is a certainty it's just like when and how bad yeah, I mean, and it's just—it's wild that it keeps on getting pushed. But like I said, it's—it's it's one of those ones where it's—it's it's like the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to get. I think that like we're really at a point where it can't go any worse than it is now, right? Without any kind of severe like wealth redistribution. Yeah, I—I I think so too. Yeah. So I—I I guess the the last thing that I want to talk about is. Where do we think that all of these strikes are ultimately going to go? Do you think that we're gonna they're gonna persist into the winter? I don't know, and I I think it's like that's the like I mean that's really the big one too is that like there are more strikes going on now than I think like 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 we haven't had this many simultaneous like strikes since like the sixties. Yeah, right. Like we like we are in. For like in like like a post Reagan like post air traffic controller strike kind of mm-hmm. world, it is wild that they are this way. It's like it's insane that the president is like. I mean, again, say what you will about about you know Joe, but like it's wild that a, that a sitting president is going to go to a picket line. Yeah, it it actually yeah. is. Like that, like that's wild. Like so these guys are like unions are the the most popular they've been since I've been alive. Like that's one thing I can I can tell you, right? These strikes are are wildly popular. They're like you know public approval from through the roof, and, and like and even now, like I said, especially because like like the, the like the 
like very savvy people are now, you know, so because everybody, like all the smart people in the internet are leftists. And so like everybody, <laughs> like they're now getting like, okay, like, like, like let's let's give like raw data. That's why like, you know, like like how fucking stupid does the SAG strike look when it's like, hey, you just spent five hundred million dollars not to give us forty seven million. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's like like who's the fucking dumbass here, right? Like it's like you're you're not even winning like on a, on a public relations front. <laughs> you know, like to the, these guys, like so even when they like so even if they win anything, they just look like chumps. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've created a situation like where there's more apathy again, and like you can't be creating more apathy because eventually, there's, like I said, there will be a riot in this country that like sets something off. I think that's like the one real big thing that they're really worried about uh, with the George Floyd protest is that like they were ready for that. But I think there's another one, not that one, but again because we live in America, the next one is going to be really significant so and that's why i think there's a lot of efforts I, that's why i think there's a lot of a lot of more money in the police state right oh you mentioned yeah do you want do you want to make a like, point heather because i have something to say yeah. after you yeah i was gonna say i think that that is why um they're really concerned about the government shutdown because um you know the the strikes they're they're great and uh you know there's a lot of money going to people that are on strike you know with uh fundraising and shit to help support them but there's the unemployment around the strikes is starting to rise a little bit like you mentioned sag you know 17,000 people in hollywood have been laid off um and a lot of them don't actually have any kind of funds and so you have people that are already kind of like starting to get kind of ticked off and now the last uh the last government shutdown 850,000 people lost their jobs as a result of that and um and i don't i don't see um there being like a covid relief kind of thing now uh if that were to happen and and i think that that's a significant block of people that that they're very concerned about I think that they're incredibly concerned because, you know, like, let's be real, like most really essential things, uh, if the government shuts down, still continue. Social Security, Medicare, that shit all still continues. The DOD, that shit still continues. They've even said that they're going to continue the Ukraine funding. I mean, most things still continue. (laughs) Of course. But I think think that what they are legitimately concerned about is that – 850,000 people on top of the people that are, are losing their jobs, you know, because of interest rates and because, uh, and surrounding the strikes. I think, I think that's, I think there's some concern around that because yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't have that many people unemployed, no. you know, uh, and unable, and unable to eat after, after inflation, there's so much uncertainty uh, with the inflation after COVID. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, What's it called? A pressure, a boiler, a boiler powder keg. Pot. Yeah, powder keg. It feels like a powder keg waiting to happen. Oh, big time. And I and I agree. I think that the next the next event is is probably gonna is, is probably gonna kick off something much bigger. Yeah. Um, and I and I agree that that's why there's. I mean, even look at the co- the COVID funding that was left over. Joe Biden told the states, "Go ahead and give it to the cops." Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, um, come on. That was that was you know preparing. I oh, yeah. I well, I actually wanted to make a point about uh, George Floyd because you brought him up, Tony. Uh, with, with regards to Cop City, and, and Erica knows oh, yeah. a lot more about this than I do, so I wish I brought this up when she was still here, but they cite the murder, the day that George Floyd was murdered, as the day that like everything went to hell. The, the Atlanta cops. So like, what what does that say? Like... I was, I, I just said, I, I put this on TikTok the other day, is that I was, the cop city is that like Atlanta's building 90, a $90 million facility to like train cops to beat up all the, you know, advocates that wonder why they couldn't spend $45 million on public housing. You know, like it's just, it goes back to like this country would rather spend more to punish people than fix the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's like, like uh, what's, what's like what, what Heather's talking about is, yeah, like, COVID funds ended, they just say, give it to the police, right? Mm-hmm. You know, meanwhile, every one of the Republicans in your life is convinced that Democrats are defunding the police, right? Like, <laughs> like, like you know, like, like, I know the LAPD yeah. is seriously a fucking army. Yeah. An army so of white supremacist County. gangs. So is Ventura County. Yeah. Ventura County. Have you fucking seen how many cops? are out at all fucking times oh yeah and uh, yeah i guess we could talk about this too their, their little event that they that they promoted heather they're like come check out all of our police militarization toys yeah it's open oh to, i know it's open to the public yeah fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like i said it is gearing for that kind of uh, like I said, like I said, everybody in power kind of knows the writings on the wall. I think they're just kind of trying to soften their impact. Mm-hmm. Well, because like, there was a tweet I, that like encapsulated this perfectly. It was like militarizing the police is the solution to the climate crisis. Militarizing the police is the solution to the housing crisis. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just throwing more and more resources towards cops and incarceration. Yeah. Cause it, it's like, it's literally the one industry that the private sector can't effectively, um, <clears throat> because it has to be a huge money pit. Yeah. See, it's, it's like, it's the one thing that they know costs a lot of money that they don't want to put the onus on themselves. So they found a way for the taxpayers to subsidize their own oppression. Like it is one of the, like, uh, yeah, goddamn America. Like, the more I think about this, goddamn. Like, how do you, I know. How yeah. do you. Spend... One cool thing about Obama is he had a rad preacher. He fucking <laughs> threw that guy upriver. Like, how do you spend, like, five minutes, like, analyzing U.S. history and just be like, yep, yeah, I'm going to be a conservative? Yeah, no, I think it's. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, and a lot of it just really has to do with people that have been taught that, like, it's like the same with, like, when you, when you hear people who are, like, really religious and you realize, like, why the way, why they're really religious is that they were kind of taught that every good feeling they ever had in their life was God's light. You know, yeah. like, America propagandizes that on you, too, where it's like, you know, all these feelings I feel that I have, I, I have because of, you know, like, I wouldn't have this life if it wasn't for this country or this kinds of shit. And, um, 
it was easy to brainwash people when things were good, but like now it's like when you're like, you wouldn't have the kind of life you have if it wasn't for America. Then I'm like, well, then America needs to fucking die. Like, <laughs> Shouldn't have that much influence over the rest of the world. Yeah, right. It's yeah, it's like, <laughs> and I, or like, or then it also it's like, buddy, like, like that worked when I could get like a house for like a carton, of, like the down payment of a house costs two <laughs> cartons of cigarettes. You know, like now, like I said, now again, that a starter home is seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, it's hard for me to be like isn't this a great place to live and i'm like no it's expensive and the weather's getting worse <laughs> and i think that's the i think that's the problem that like the democrats are having which is that like they can't you know they always try to do exactly what the republicans do but you like they can't like gaslight people like yeah. you can't tell people oh cost of food is down it's like i know how much i just spent on groceries yeah. though joe <laughs> like, <laughs> like and what is, are you like, talking about <laughs> i buy the same like i said it's like 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 don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining i buy the same five things you know like i only buy like four yeah. things at the grocery store because i'm broke but right. that's what's, yeah. that's what's so fucking frustrating yeah. about the whole thing, right? It's yeah. because he he postures like he understands the worker yeah. pro proletariat struggle. He's out there striking with the auto workers, but then he says stupid shit like that, and then he also yeah. will say stuff like, "Oh, I'm a capitalist. People should be able to make a billion dollars." What? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I yeah, I read a pretty uh, back to the the point about the 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 auto worker strike. I. I've read a lot of people kind of like speculating on Twitter, like what, like why he's going, like everybody. Yeah, I, well, I think it's just again because like it's it's um, um like that's that's where it's... oh, it's badass Joe coming yeah. to the UAW, right? Yeah, but, it's, it's, uh, it's dark Brandon coming to like lay down the law, but like I, think... I read some, somebody, uh, someone said, yeah. Yeah. Dark Brandon coming to but, lay but down somebody posted <laughs> and said um, that the reason why he's doing it is because they probably plan on uh, breaking the strike if it goes on for too long. Oh, yeah. uh, the way that they did with the rail workers. Yeah, and he's going rain Yeah, and now. then they could say, Oh, but look at he supported you and he came down. You know, so at yeah, least they've got hey, they got that he went. You know. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think that it's um. Like I I think the rail strike might have been such such it was such a disaster to their numbers that I don't think they want to dare to do that again. Like I I really think that it's like like we're, we're they're really at a weird point where it's um like unions are really fucking popular right like more popular than they've ever been in a long time right like there is still some kind of like 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 so the demo the problem with the democrats right is they want to be uh they want to be the party for everyone but by doing that you're the party for no one but yep. i think at some point we're at a point where it's like the 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 i think like remember like the chuck schumer fucking Pittsburgh industrial sector will gain two in the Philadelphia suburbs or something like that. Like, like that didn't work, right? At some point, they've kind of acknowledged that, like, like you have, if you voted Republican, 
in 2020, you will never vote Democrat again. Because at this point, like, you believe that, like, the Democrats are literally the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, yeah. so you now have acknowledged that there is now a certain, like, demographic dead weight that you will never, ever, ever have again. But you might be able to, like, keep those numbers up if you start wooing, like, um, like the champagne socialist sets and things like that, right? Like, you know, guys that are... Yeah. Like the like the the dem the democratic socialists, right? Like it's like I mean leftism is a spectrum. We forget that like you know a lot of us are just really to the left. <laughs> Somebody else new join. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for popping in. I, I clicked a link about climate change discussion. I was like, oh yeah, okay. And then what? It's just like happening right now. <laughs> we started at seven. We we started at seven, but we're actually going to wrap it up in a few minutes. I was going to say I was one I wanted to bring up that I think a hot take I have too about climate change that that I really wanted to roll over with is uh like I think we actually sleep I like nuclear power has been given such a schmear campaign over like the last like 50 or so years and like it's one of the most like viable ecological alternatives to and I just people think when I say that it's like, what the fuck are you talking about but like like the, the temporarily of, right like while we well, invest like, in renewables it, it's it's like yeah it's like to get rid of coal you should go to nuclear yeah and then also oh, because, fuck like, yeah no, like, no, like, no doubt about that like that like because like, if we just do that and then even like the technology slowly adapts itself so like that the like the waste potential like like over time keeps on going down yeah because they find yeah. ways to extract more and more from the waste and then like really it's like like i think we look at like like there is some like potential in solar but i think that like the real potential you like you look at like where all this like science is going in we're like we're way closer to like room temperature like super colliders than like ever before right like we we're kind of in a in a point where like we might as well have like reactor infrastructure in place when like like the real like yeah you know, it's like the the when like the dilithium kicks in or whatever we call it you know like because I think we have a a, a it, it it's like it is like the one power that help would help like kind of get us into that um help conceptualize the concept of post scarcity which like I think really helps like the leftist but. Like thought process is like if you acknowledge that we have the technology to like give everybody like a really good life, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're at a point where like there there's not like like the, literally anybody starving is being starved on purpose, right? Like anybody who's not anybody who's yeah, sleeping. Pol- they're all policy the decisions. Yeah, it's all yeah. policy failures, right? This is all policy choices. Yeah. Like, like acknowledging that you have like like a like a a really like boundless energy source so you can kind of explain to people like yeah buddy like i'm not taking away your like that like the like to 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 quote especially you know the 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 prayers up to the guy uh matt christman from choppa who talks about how like the biggest threat to like any kind of uh pitched ideology is like when you suggest to take away the treats Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like if like if you tell people, hey, we can have this, but like if we're gonna have to take away this luxury, you're really accustomed to. Like, <laughs> it really kind of drives that away, and I think that like having this idea of like, hey, yeah, no, like energy is a thing that's 
not scarce, but like our continual use of these kinds of power sources are going to be what fucking kills us. So we might as well go to this, this like, like, like again, like nuclear compared to like, like, like in like like pollution and like danger in in like the the cultivation and like production of the power, way less than coal and oil, like mm-hmm. way less, way less than solar. Like it's like because you know, yeah. off roofs every day. Yeah, you know what's also like re- much cheaper is not having to replace your homes every year because yeah. of uh, climate disasters. Yeah, right. Like it's like yeah. You know. Well, and I think to your point, I mean, the thing about nuclear that I find so interesting is that like the evidence and the data about it like overwhelmingly shows that it is safe and it is getting safer. Yeah. Um, and that the technology is just is 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 advancing so rapidly to make it so much more safe and i just find it baffling then when i hear politicians uh say well no that no we don't want that or that's not safe and it's like but wait a minute have you even read like the studies or the data or have you you know i mean are are you are you actually like understanding the evidence (laughs) no because i saw the simpsons you know yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly like, and and that's the and that's did was the biggest sorry the, the simpsons was the biggest year campaign on nuclear power of all time as much as i love the show like it did yeah have, i agree like could i could i mention a, a little bit about the weather part of yeah, it absolutely i i heard you mention about the climate disasters and um uh i remember uh I, you know, I grew up in the 805, and when I was away in the Air Force, I remember, like, and the DOD reports were coming out about how, uh, you know, how soberly at the risks the military was looking at, like, security and things like that related to um, the climate crisis, um, and, you know, back in the just global warming days, like, uh, yeah, like over a decade ago. And, and then, you know, like getting back to the central coast, um, and just seeing like, uh, the, the severity of disasters, like more and more often. And, and it's interesting in California that we have like all these different like ecotypes and biomes here, like such a variety. And we're also getting hit with like everything. A couple of weeks ago, I live out in Kuyama Valley. Um, just inland from Santa, from Ventura and Santa Barbara. Um, and we had like, we had a brush fire a couple weekends ago that was driven by the freaking tropical storm winds. Um, and then as that was coming in, there was like a freaking earthquake in Ventura and Ojai. Um, and then we had lightning and funnel clouds here in Kuyama Valley before the freaking tropical storm helped put out the brush fire we had out here. That was the plant fire. Um, it's it's gnarly here and, and in my work, um, I'm recently working with like small water utilities. Like they're just getting hammered all over the state. Um, and like uh, the community in Pajaro uh, with the levee breach um, and the flood there, like the, the second flood in like a couple decades, um, yeah. you know, just, just talking about like how unprepared we 
for how quick it's coming for our asses um and then yeah it's already on the the nuclear go ahead i was just gonna say it's already outpaced uh our infrastructure yeah no and and that's the one thing i think too is that a, a big push to like i think that one of the things you can talk about like climate change is that like if the like I said a reallocation of resources would like we could create the largest public works project to uppace our infrastructure to brace for a climate collapse. You know, like that's, that's like a one thing you yeah. exactly yeah. like like a lot of the problems we could do is like just sorting our trash. You know, like stupid shit like that. Like we have the I said the like the, the the materials are there, the resources are there. We're just the will refusing is refusing to accept. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we're refusing to accept that. Like you just have to scare people in power who are trying to get dinner. You know, you just got to like get over their shoulder and be like, "Hey, what the fuck are you going to be doing about that climate shit?" You know, whenever they try to order pizza, you know. Like, <laughs> well, and I think that, and I think that, and I think that, like the resistance to 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 move to nuclear, right, is a fear thing. So it's like, it's like what. Of what is there that's scarier for them yeah. <laughs> that, Chernobyl, man. that we can that we can make that we can make clear? I right? will tell you what's the scariest part. <laughs> like the scariest part, really, that they don't want to say is the the most feasible thing about military about nuclear power is that it would have to be a publicly run power grid, and that scares the yeah. hell out of you know lobbyists. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a lot yeah. of money to be lost. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why it's like oh a lot of like a lot of fucking cheap power. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, for everybody, yeah, fucking, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past the CIA to coup within our own country. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, like that is the thing. You know, yeah, especially uh, you, you do have the scariest part of living in America is probably that is that the country that is most willing to bomb other people would very much bomb itself. Of course. Yeah, and they have before. <laughs> what were you going to say about Empire Files? Yeah, Abby Martin and on the Empire Files, uh, they did a really awesome uh, uh, episode maybe a couple weeks or months back. Maybe a little further back, I'm not sure. But it's about the, the nuclear um, waste sites in, uh, like, Washington um and like how much money uh and like the is like in that and the like the status of the waste and you know of course also it ends up in like the munitions that they used in in iraq and just sent to ukraine Mm -hmm. or are about to you know there's yeah yeah, I mean the terrible what can happen with the waste. The jokes, the yeah, jokes that, that, that people is, are levying towards, yeah. like Hawaii needing to change its name to Ukraine so that it can start getting some aid, is not even hyperbolic. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Now that is it, again, but it's like this. This country only knows how to maim 
You know, so it's like, of course, all of our money is going to be going to getting arms, you know, like basically laundering arms to another country because, like, God forbid we have a fucking help us all. We have politicians right now that are unironically talking about fucking invading Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, back to that, like, uh, people in power not, not paying attention to the evidence in front of their faces. I actually just this last week um, for my, the graduate program I'm in uh, wrote a paper about, you know, Ukraine and, and the foreign policy. Um, and there have been like three or four recent studies talking about how dangerous it is when your foreign policy is increasingly just about militarization. I mean, when your foreign policy is nothing but going over and bombing the shit out of people yeah. or or giving bombs to other Spending people bombs. so they can bomb the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's unequivocally uh, leads to rising fascism, yeah. leads to domestic issues, leads to a degradation of quality of life for the people in your country. And look at what we have happening. Um, but. Yeah. In spite of this, who do we have that, again, has the balls to, like, look at this evidence and look at this data and say, enough. No, we have no one. Yeah. Uh, except for, like, this is what really fucking pisses me off is when I start to agree with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> like, like, yesterday she posted this fucking video about the Ukraine funding and the way that they, you know, did the DOD bill. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I agree with her on this. I, I genuinely <laughs> think it's it's one of those ones where it's like I'm Operation Mockingbird type shit, right? Where it's like, yeah, like, like, yeah, broken clock. Like it's it's like it's like one of those ones where, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's like, or I always use Alex Jones as like the prime example. Like Alex, eighty five percent of what Alex Jones says is outright fucking nonsense. Yeah, he says fifteen percent. Of sometimes he'll say something factual, so when when somebody on the left <laughs> repeats that, you sound like a crackpot. Yeah, you know, and I think that's really like what that was designed to do, right? Where it's, it's become this thing where it's like, yeah, you can't be against the war in Ukraine. Yeah, you can't. You can't be like because then you're a Russian sympathizer. Yeah, you're a Russian sympathizer. <laughs> we like, did the same thing with like, you know, we did the same thing with Iraq. If you're opposed to the Iraq War, you're yeah. a Saddam Hussein puppet. Yeah, and this this one is so perfect because it's it's a it's a war that we're not even really in, you know. And yeah. just like, thank you, you too. Yeah, yeah thanks, Rob. It's all good. We've been having audio issues. Um, you guys have anything else you want to say, or think we can just wrap up? Yeah, I was just say thank you for having me on again. I just got to do a shame, shameless plug for uh, I again. I'm only doing guest spots, so if you ever want me, I'm I'm available to anybody at all at all times. Just let me know, and I'll show up on your show. Uh, I was just on a podcast called Worst of the Best. We just it was a silly one. Talked about uh, people who got caught. In the act, or like people who got caught committing like murders because of selfies they took. So uh, that was kind of funny. Check that out. It's a little more lighthearted, you know. 
Yeah. I'm multifaceted like that. Right on. Thank you again for coming uh, last minute. It's always great talking with you. So I'll definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime you want me on, I'd I'd love to. It's always a blast. Like I said, I I enjoy this. I just don't like doing it myself. (laughs) No, understood. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great night, Tony. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great night. As always, the 805 Uncensored is on all the major social media platforms. We're on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, If you have any comments, questions, guests, suggestions, uh, or any ideas for the show, really, go ahead and shoot us an email, 805uncensored at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. Hope everybody has a great night, evening, morning, wherever you're listening in the world. Stay safe out there. See ya.